0: warning the following
3: podcast contains careless hot dog throwing mall slime yogi bear scurrying away sound effects and today we will definitively answer the question do we have it it's nickelodeon guts with mo aka mora quirk on today's podcast the ride Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the theme park podcast hosted by three men who would really like President Joe Biden to award them an honorary presidential fitness award for all the miles they've lightly jogged at Universal and Disney. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, Jason Sheridan.
2: Uh, yeah, lightly is the key word there, but I sure would like, um, you know, some acclaim for it.
3: Yeah, if you add it all up, we've done a lot of physical activity. That's what I'm saying. Scott Gerdner joining us always
0: as well. That's right, because often you're at the theme parks and you'll look at your step meter and it'll be over 10,000. And obviously 10,000 steps is the highest act, like athletic achievement that you can achieve. So to get like 13, I mean, we're, we're major strongmen, I'd say.
3: Yeah, so uh, right now, President Biden, you've got some things going on, but nothing as important as what I've just laid out. So please <laughs> make it happen, sir. Uh, I assume he'll come on the show too, To to kind of bestow that upon
0: us at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a nice photo like he did with the Carters. Um, <laughs> we'll see if we can shrink even, even more than them. I don't, I'll look like I'm like nine feet tall though, maybe against the two of them. Oh, yeah. Go the other way. Yes. Be towering over the Bidens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure.
3: Uh, so folks, we have a very, so we just did obviously that was, you know, that joke I was thinking about, uh, us talking about you know nickelodeon studios kids being active i was thinking about how i was a bad athlete as a child uh and i want to say we had something very special happen because of the nick studios uh someone reached out to us uh and made themselves available to talk uh you know her from movies tv star wars video games which i'm very excited about and of course nickelodeon guts ladies and gentlemen this is mora quirk hello
4: Hello. Hey. Get that two-handed wave on the podcast. Let that be known.
0: <laughs> That's <great. laughs> it's accurate. It's what she did. Yeah. <laughs> so great to meet you. Hello.
4: Hello, hello. I'd like you to know that I have also walked the flatlands of the theme parks, but also all the stairs at Universal Studios Hollywood, up and down.
0: Oh my what? gosh! This full, is full star way, not escalator, still stairs.
4: <laughs> Just until I was burning and nearly crying but feeling good about um what i was going to shove into my mouth at um in hogwarts
3: okay sure uh, okay. yeah, we'll yeah. Really.
2: one of those flights a couple weeks ago and was uh crying um so uh <laughs> kudos to you yeah i account. can't
4: even count that high actually yeah,
3: yeah i bet um that's really very steep. exciting we need so to talk there we haven't talked as much about staircases at parks Uh, As we should. We've only done a lot like escalator talk, yeah. But that'll good. That'll that'll start us on the path thinking about which type of staircases we like at the park and why, and which ones have been maintained well over the years.
4: Yeah, they're rarer, Uh, I guess, for litigious purposes.
3: Yes, they they would have to have an elevator or an escalator, probably in addition to it. But you know, we can we need to cover. There's so much stuff we haven't covered after three years on this podcast. So thank you for that. Uh, (laughs) The stairs, yes. So yeah, so you were very nice and you reached out to us after the Nick Studios episode and we were very excited to talk about Nick Studios in general, but you revealed very exciting information that you have a long history with theme parks and performing in theme parks. Yes, I have
4: pranced around in theme parks (laughs) for money,
3: not just as a
4: visitor, but for hard moolahs. Yes.
3: (laughs) Well, that is very exciting because we love you know, there's an AV club uh, uh, on the onion. They talk about like roles and stuff. And I feel like we could do something like that with you, but exclusively with your theme park work, all (laughs) the stuff you've done in the theme parks. Uh Um, So I guess, yeah, I guess give us like a little, just maybe background of like, before you even started, were you interested in theme parks? Did you like this type of performing? How did you get Gosh. started?
4: How did I get started? Well, I think they'd always sort of been a part of my growing up. My grandmother and um, my grandparents lived in Orlando, Florida. Um, and <laughs> you so, transformed there, wow. Yeah. So, so, um, what is it? That, that there's, a, there's a book, The Life and Opinions of Tristram Shandy, and his, his biography starts before he was born. And so even before I was born, I, I think I had family, or maybe in my earliest youth, I had family working at... Walt Disney World when it was opening. My mother worked in hiring um, back when it opened. Um, My uncle, I think he worked on the carousel, and my auntie, um, she worked in the Swiss watch shop on Main Street, I think, and then had a spectacular rise through the world of retail. Um, And it all started there. Um, And then Joanne bogart across the street part of the bogart clan she was a face character which was a big freaking deal in orlando florida <laughs> yeah For, yeah she, of course yeah she played snow white and i thought that was pretty stinking hot um and it was funny that she was snow white because she wasn't i mean she had very very dark hair <laughs> but the rest that was illusion um yeah and then After university, I came over to visit my grandmother for a couple of weeks. I'm still here. Um, That turned out. And and, yeah, one of the first jobs I got was at Universal Studios because that had just sort of opened. Yeah.
3: Wow. So, yeah, Yeah. so it was in the fan, like you had no choice almost, maybe. You were just sort of surrounded by it.
4: It's Orlando. I don't know what else there is to do there. I don't mean to. S- I don't know what there was there before. I mean, I guess there was Gatorland. Have you ever been to, Gatorland?
3: Been to I, Gatorland? Everyone says we need to go to Gatorland. We missed, we should have done it last time we were in Orlando a couple of years ago, but I think next time we got to do it because I've been told many times to do this.
4: Yeah, I could either write an entire dissertation on Gatorland or I could just say very succinctly, it's something.
2: Okay, That's yeah, that says impression. a lot. Yeah, yeah for
4: sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think that you could have a lot of fun. That you could be a bit sad, like an old zoo. That mm, sure. um,
0: How does it? Yes. Did you watch Tiger King? How does it compare in terms of shadiness to the, I'm the, the Tiger person King's in the world operation? who didn't
4: watch Tiger King? It, it'll be there. I'll get to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, just if it's if, it, if it's the shadiest thing ever involving animals. Well, is it how is far it, into shady?
4: Is it up market or is it down market? It's a bit down market. Do they treat the gators well? Probably not. We saw them feeding one and they just sort of threw hot dogs at the gators. That was like, and and I just remember a hot dog sort of landing on the top of the gator's head. It's a gator, so it can't take it off. So it had to suffer the indignity of being a gator with a hot dog on its head Mm. for the rest of that day, probably. Yeah,
0: yeah they didn't. That's sort made,
4: of a park. Yeah, right.
0: But I, being thrown—picture, yeah. Having yeah. hot dogs just thrown at you willy-nilly—that's that's the dream of at least one of us. I
2: <laughs> yeah, that, I actually think that's a great honor in Florida if they yeah. throw a hot dog at you and it's you on your head because
4: that is the confetti of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah uh yeah my
2: girlfriend went to college in florida and, and worked in some of the parks so yeah she, she yeah. has stories like that too
4: you know gia rollins lady
2: i i don't know uh
4: you I don't have don't... to answer that's very personal i'm sorry <laughs>
2: Okay. Yeah, went unlike the hot dog. It went right over
4: my head.
0: Yeah, where's Rollins? Yeah, what is that? Rollins is like
4: the the liberal arts college there in Winter Um, Park.
2: Oh no, she went to uh, UCF.
4: Okay.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Um, what is it about what, what is it about theme park world that uh? Like brought your whole family to it. Like, what is? How does it? Well, run in I, a family. My, my
4: grandparents. I, I've got an American part, so they were all the Americans who lived in Orlando, who just went and worked there because that was an easy place to get a job. So that's that's why
0: more of that yeah. than the, the it's not the the being uh, enraptured by the magic it's not uh, uh, it's not inspiration no. and we love to weave stories it's like that's something yeah, to do I'm
4: I'm just being far more pragmatic about it but mm-hmm. um, when I turned up it was just like oh there's this place where I could go and perform yes please and so yeah so I went in and auditioned and got put at the uh, Murder She Wrote Mystery Theatre. Mm, where I got to that was to four different characters dig, digging deep sure. for 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 my days there. Yeah. Let me uh, now.
0: We have not done an episode about that. Somehow, that's one of the things on the list. We certainly will, and then we'll know very well what all of those characters were. But I, I think I need the refresher. I, am I, I must have seen it once forever ago. What did, what, did, what did the Murder, She Wrote Theater uh, call on you to portray?
4: Um, well, the Murder, She Wrote Mystery Theater, and the Mystery Theater was added later to be, make it an even more alluring theme park attraction, um, was, was a, um, the, the story of ADR. And uh, post-production. So they explained post-production using Jessica Fletcher on her bike, solving the mystery of Leilani and the Black Pearl. And that was the film I saw probably for three years. Um, Yeah, so there was sort of an editing bay where you played a crazy-ass editor and you played um, a production supervisor and you also played an ADR supervisor. And and it was... um, You know, it was audience participation. But at the end of the day, it was a place to put people in the cool uh, so that the park wasn't just filled with a big ass long line for for Kong and uh, Earthquake.
3: Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. It was to cool everyone off so they didn't pass out during the day. That exactly. Was the primary. And
4: just all the grandparents who would brought their grandkids and were just stunned and perplexed and didn't understand why there wasn't a tour that they could get on.
2: Right. It they, would, they would soothe them with Murder She Wrote and Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, yes. Exactly. Uh, presentations. Yeah.
4: Yes. Uh,
3: so when you did the different characters, would you did you like how method work? did you have specific type? You're like, well, I'm when the editor is here. I'm going to play the character like this, or was it just like, I'm going to sort of play a fun version of myself for all four?
4: Yes, it was definitely persona acting. I mean, you would maybe start with illusions of, or just ideas of, of really practicing some characters. And at the end of the day, you had to like punch through several hours of shows and you just would get it done. And and soon, like most sitcoms, you start with a big character, then it just generally becomes the actor. The same thing. So basically, I'm saying I was Jennifer Aniston. That's what I'm saying I was. <laughs>
2: um,
4: of course, yes. I mean,
2: to yeah. us and many people our age, you are uh, the equivalent of Jennifer Aniston. But in some cases, much oh, bigger. You.
4: I'll take it. Uh, I'm going to write that on a card so I can remind myself
2: you can use that as a poll quote yeah i can can lead it up (laughs) yeah
4: right and i'll blue tack it on my wall but yeah so i think i just chose to be a scottish lady for for the first room and i practiced my american accent in the in the second room and i did someone mad for the third room that was foley there was foley in that and then the fourth i just it was just me hello i'm tired (laughs) <laughs> also giving it all giving it my all yes of course yeah this was huh.
0: an audience volunteer thing too or mm-hmm. you like are you you're are you picking the people or are they picked for you how's how's that you can pick right? the
4: people you mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. you could pick the people yeah
0: sure uh did you What's ever the, um if you just dis- were in the thick of it and discovered that you had a, a dud on your hands or a problem <laughs> on your hand like somebody was like hamming it up too much or making it about themselves or just by uh how how do you how do you cover how do you how do you roll with it
4: oh my gosh this was a long time ago remember sure You, you just there were certain people that you would hurry through and just and it was just a very utilitarian show and uh maybe they got more facts that time and there were other people who were just lovely and it was and it was nice to play so it's, it's a cake job, really. And, and I was there. I was the at Universal when I was working there. I was the youngest person there. I'd just come out of um, university and drama school. And everyone else there had worked at all the other theme parks at Disney or had been doing sort of bus and truck theater or regional theater. So this was a place that they could clock in, do some shows, clock out and they could perform and then buy a house. It was just a very, that was a very different way to be able to be an actor. So it was a lot of people who were in a, in a different period of their life than me. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um,
3: well, did you have like, cause obviously like the, a lot of that has, there's uh, improv elements to it. Was that something you were doing oh, before, before you got to Universal or was that like a learn on the job thing?
4: I guess I, I um. We did some at drama school, and I'd always sort of I'd had a sort of background in comedy. That was always the clubs and stuff that um, that I joined. But but it wasn't until I got to Orlando that I sort of seriously took improv classes. Mm-hmm. And there's a theatre company there, Sac Theatre, who mm-hmm. did theatre sports, and and so I was with them for a while and took my classes there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also at, at um, at Disney as well, they would play on classes for us if we were there. Oh, that's oh, cool! Wow. Yeah, they um, Disney was very, very different. It was a much it was people my age, so it was people out of university and in their twenties more, and then some old timers who were hanging on to their pennies for the best and their pensions. Um, and yeah, so that was a. I'm older now, so I I think about things like pensions and benefits and stuff and buying houses and stuff. Um,
0: I think it's the time to be at theme parks for sure, like younger, uh, more idealistic. I I was a tram tour guide at Universal and it was like the best still-in-college job, actually, when I started. And then you're like, yeah, it'd be hard to think about, like, what if I started doing it again in uh, 15 years? I don't know if that's that's the time that I'd want to be. you got to have it all ahead of you, not care that, like, when you look at the check, like, that's it? Like, You'd be like, any money, fantastic, love it.
4: <laughs> It'll do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we certainly have friends who, who I mean, we've been gone from Orlando for so long now. Um, when did we leave? 90, 95, I think. Been in, in LA since 95. And, and we still have friends who, Work there, sure. Yeah, until right. they were laid off. Not all of them.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. No. Uh, hopefully, everybody gets their
0: job back. Fingers crossed. If yeah, it's still. Uh, I do
4: to be a Debbie Downer. No, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah.
0: crazy time for this yeah. stuff. Yeah, I know the, the the fun topic we picked for our podcast now. Like the last year, it's really the thrown into peril.
4: Of of improv it, uh, yeah, yeah. It's tough times for theme park performers. Yeah
0: yeah um, especially, and they're kind of the last thing to come back to, which is which is a bummer. like i, I went to universal uh, yesterday, and like, oh, yeah, that's like every the rides are back, but not the the people, which is so much the the spirit of it, so hopefully
1: they're yes. right soon.
4: yeah, I was just reading about Disneyland today, and just you can wave you can wave at them. I'm sure that the characters really love it um that they they don't get hugged and snobbed
2: oh, right and man Stuff like yeah. that.
4: My mother said when when um, Walt Disney World first opened up and because she was in hiring and, and dealt with the employees, but she's because they had more bad characters then, like they had the big bad wolf.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't
4: know. I don't know if they sort of set him aside because kids would just kick him in the shins. Sure.
1: <laughs>
3: Yeah, so the big bad wolf—it's good now during a pandemic time because he can like hide far away. He can He's be on really the far field. <laughs> he can yeah. like wave, and then kids can be mad, but from a distance. Yes. Which is you, nice.
0: You didn't have to be anything that uh, kids were taking out aggression on. Where you were, you were, you were, you were like, you were nice characters. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that's true. Yes. Right. Yeah. Good and, point. and that's oh, that's um, kind of how we we first uh uh your daughter uh r- told uh, us and told our facebook uh group that uh y- she was your daughter that you were her mom uh she's using her, you for clout uh, which <laughs> young well people done. love to do uh they love clout <laughs>
4: um
2: so yeah that was that was kind of our first connection
4: oh okay she's just right there that's her college right now many they're talking about you
2: Hi, Millie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hi. Can say hi. I can
4: say hi, Millie. Oh, she's too nervous to be recorded. She's much more retiring than me. She's oh, okay. a serious person in the family.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll we'll wait oh. when we. Uh, when yeah. We stop recording. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, yes.
0: <laughs> so um, wait. You told you told us though that she you compare you heard about our podcast because she has uh, cross checked notes on. Opinions that we have about theme park stuff and opinions that you share about theme park stuff. There's yes, like there's a, a chart very, in effect.
4: We are very simpatico, guys. Wow. On uh, on pretty much ev- everything, I think. Well, as far as bathrooms and uh, best <laughs> bathrooms, she said she said name your two best bathrooms in a theme park, and I think I said Alice in Wonderland in Disneyland and Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle's bathroom, top two bathrooms. I mean, oh, I'll man. go there whether I need to go or not. I always do.
0: I got to return um, yesterday. It was a thrill. I hadn't heard hadn't heard the moaning in so long. <laughs> I made made a point of. Well, not from I'll hold it. Till... <laughs> Elsewhere <Yeah. laughs> you know, in my life, but <laughs> Scott's getting, Scott's
3: <laughs> getting older. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, those are great bathrooms. We agree on that for sure. Yeah. Um. Is what like I guess. Let's do a real quick like favorite ride, favorite themed experience in general for you at any. Oh,
4: in general, okay. Rides. Favorite favorite rides. See. Well, here's the thing. I I really really love the whole um whole Harry Potter world, but I I can't do the rides anymore. It's it's just too much for me. Um. It's a choice between vomiting and the rest of the day drinking sparkling water. Um, Yeah So no It's a great ride But favourite ride Well my favourite ride Ever in the world Was the um, The Hanna-Barbera ride That was like
0: Yeah Yes
4: Hanna-Barbera I think Hanna-Barbera For me Was sort of like The equivalent of Nickelodeon For 90s kids That Mm. that was It makes my heart swell To think about Hanna-Barbera And that was A fantastic ride Because it had Dick Dastardly And Mudley just it was a, it was an homage to them, so that ride. and I
0: tying know, it all I don't together, and the the fact that it was like this all star. I, I liked anything where like everybody gets together. You know that like we're gonna tie Flintstones and Jetsons and Yogi and Dick Dastardly. It just it yeah. was just such. It felt like such an event. They're all I kind of really all in
4: zoned it. in on on uh, or honed in on honed in on uh, Dick Dastardly and and Mutley because. That was my all-time favorite cartoon. But the interactive area too was hours of joy of just going. You could push buttons where they they did the run running away sound like zoop, zoop, zoop. <laughs> oh, An <wow>. hour, <laughs> that. whatever that <laughs> like running. <laughs> all of them, all of them, just for days. I could be there. So like
3: if if Yogi had like a picnic picnic basket and was running away from the ranger, like you would be able to hit a button. Yeah. I mean that's fun. That's very, we didn't even talk. I don't think we missed that. We talked. We did an episode about hannah Barbera, but I don't think we talked about this screen.
4: Maybe the whole interactive area was fantastic, and I love all of the um, ridiculous Fantasyland rides that finish in ninety seconds with with no um, end.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Right, a little abrupt. Yeah. A little abrupt. Great, and then daylight. Yeah.
0: Yes yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. are you disappointed that Snow White has more of an ending now? That's if I haven't gotten to was, do it yet, I, but the, it. I will have
4: to go back and have a look I have to it's... have a look at that. That was our last thing that we did before um uh if you've heard of it, the COVID. um we were there, and we'd gotten up at five o'clock in the morning so that we could go and do the resistance ride. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes. which was stunning. Hmm. I like I like theme parks because they're sort of camp, and that that was not camp. It was really, really just yeah, amazing. So it was, it was really amazing. I think I'm just going to think about that for a day.
0: Right. Yeah. That's how we we've, we've been doing an episode about it. It was just like pure gushing. Just like, and this was great, and this was also great, and this was great. And it's so. much Sometimes it's more fun to talk about like kind of bad attractions because you've got you can more you can poke and prod and kind of like be a little superior to it but i'm no one is superior to rise of the resistance it's no, just a perfect experience just,
4: yeah and um I, I mean i like star wars i'm probably gonna go down in flames for this but i like star wars i could live without it but yeah, that, that was amazing there um oh no you're going to have to cut that out because I make part of my living doing Star Wars. Cut that out.
1: That's right. That's gone. will sure. take
2: that. Sure. <laughs> just made
4: a terrible error. Yeah. I was,
2: gonna, I was
3: about to bring it up. I was going to say. Easy.
2: Hey, no. Harrison Ford says much the same thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. He's
4: Harrison Ford though. Well. <laughs> okay. You know
2: what? Fair.
3: Fair. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Enough. He's good.
4: He's good to go. Yeah.
3: Said yes. Uh, yeah. the, closest, the closest like piece of camp is like the fish man, Lieutenant Beck in the like the first part of it. And that's it for Rise of the Resistance. You know, yeah,
0: it's Wait, so so elsewhere in Orlando world, there's murder. There's murder. She wrote. But you were you did some other attractions as well.
4: Oh, when when they were waiting, for, I think they were waiting for my costume to come in for Murder, She Wrote. God knows. I mean, they, I think they got it from J.C. Penney because um, they, they had a petite section, J.C. Penney in Orlando. Um, but I did also prance around at the earthquake attraction for a little bit. Um, oh. And I may have done the was it the Hitchcock? Um, mm. Right thing for a while but mostly it was it was murder sure but i also worked over at um at at disneyland for i mean not disneyland uh epcot center doing street theater there yeah
1: because i love this
4: accent so they threw me doing street theater in the uk pavilion
3: stroke so when you yeah when you say street theater was it just kind of goofing around with people or were you doing a full sort of act of some kind?
4: It was an act that came out. It was, it was um, I can't even remember what the stories were. I think maybe a Romeo and Juliet kind of one, or would that have been in Italy? Romeo and Juliet should have been in Italy, shouldn't it? Anyway, mm-hmm. it some sort of UK-ish story that was, we, we did in the UK outdoors area. Um, and it was a little bit, you would pull two people in from the audience and, and laughs ensued in the hot, hot Orlando sun. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yeah. You I mean, you know if you can get tourists to you know halfway through heat stroke, give them directives, I mean you can end up with very funny results yeah you know? yes
4: so and it was fine it was it was a fun show to do and it was you know silly laughs backstage and and yeah it was it was a it was a fine job that i I enjoyed at the time, but yeah. Disney was always trying to offer me a contract. And I was always like, I got paid a bit more at Universal. And it was inside uh, because, yeah, Disney was crazy. And when they, there was a time that they said, we're going to recreate your, we're going to redo all of your costumes. I'm sorry, I'm getting all sorts of uh, texts. I don't know how to turn those off. (laughs) Anyway, ding. Um they, they came back and uh, the costume department was very excited to show us. And I'm not kidding because Orlando is, is 133 degrees plus all of the absolute soaking humidity. And they had created um, a costume where from the boots up, it was like ankle boots, stockings, bloomers, a petticoat, a skirt that was made out of a sort of hemp material, but there was three layers of that to give it, you know, some ploof. And then for my top part, they had given me a, um, a blouse made out of the world's finest man-made non-breathable materials with then a layer on top. And I just sort of turned to them and I said, this is a lot of layers. Are you sure it's going to breathe? It seems to me that it's going to be a bit hot, to which they replied, well, we figured you were going to be hot anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, they were like, That's what's a- an extra five degrees or 10 yeah. degrees of heat? And
4: they considered it and then just went, like that.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> And there were so many rules about, um, you know, there was the whole Disney look as well. There's all these rules about makeup. And so we all turned up pretty much in nothing to a lick of mascara, let's say, and they decided, we think we'd like to see you. Some real Southern lady came in, wanted to see us with our faces on and, and took, for example, we said, they, I remember they put us in this room and they said that they were going to give us an example of makeup that they wanted. They asked for a volunteer, which was a bit ironic considering that was our job and we normally picked volunteers. But they picked this lady and she was gorgeous, just never wore makeup, never needed to. They put her on a chair. They went to town and made her look like a painted whore.
1: <laughs>
4: <It was> just <laughs> the most, yes we, we all just sort of hung with our mouths open like what did you do yeah well now like, she's
0: passable now yeah. she now like she they can be in public Mona
4: lisa and gave her some blue some cornflower blue yeah big
0: doll cheeks Um, rouge on the cheeks and the forehead why do you
4: (laughs) need it up there you you somehow can't take the orlando out of it trying
2: to figure out the backstory of like okay i guess if our characters have consumption or the plague okay
4: that (laughs) yes whatever it's called yeah
0: (laughs) we're putting on the makeup that a corpse would need as they might be dead soon
4: we need you (laughs) to look shinier and sweatier and uh and a lot of pit stains Mm -hmm. that's gonna really do it for the punters (laughs) that
3: was the disney look back then i guess that's what you would call it i've changed it they're finally getting around to updating the look this year
4: (laughs) i know you can have your tats and your tash and your long locks it's very exciting Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) so i hope that woman you're talking about still has it i hope she's adjusting to the changes okay yeah. From
0: her apoplectic <laughs> She got yeah. she had to be restrained. <laughs> taken to a hospital. <laughs> you do it one way. A slight way. a slight wrist tattoo. I never has <laughs> Satan overtaken
4: the world. I know. And uh, then can you wear sunglasses now? You used to not be able to wear sunglasses, which is a bit hard with your burn oh. retinas Yeah. Right. That's hmm. yeah.
3: Well, and maybe, yeah, I wonder if we're here 30 years or whatever it is later, maybe in the next 30 years, it'll be even more progressive.
4: Yeah, we'll (laughs) be finally in the 20th century. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah.
3: You were talking about, like, you were working for Disney Universal. I'm always curious, because a lot of people do both. Did you have, like, a recruiter kind of after you at Universal? Like, hey, you know, you should come over to Disney, and we should do something here, and then... People were offering you contracts. It feels like high stakes, like sports agent and team. Like you're being. I wish I wish I'd
4: known because I never really thought about. I was very very British and didn't talk about money. But if Disney had wanted to offer me a full time contract and had coughed up a bit more money, I might have said I might have said yes. But um, but in the end, it was probably better that I just sort of um, was. Stayed slightly peripheral and just sort of made my own schedule and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Sure. Well, and it can't be. I did
4: leave. I realized I I must leave now.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I, I would imagine around this time that you also you you start heading into the television world, but that pulls you out of. Uh, out of the theme park game, you were forcibly yeah. removed. <laughs> yeah,
4: but it was funny because because when I did start working for Nickelodeon, they they would get three shows done a day. It would be about forty episodes, um so it would get shot pretty quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and so, yeah, the first two years I was there in Orlando. Um, But the thing is, as well, I mean, people always think when you're on TV, you're making the big bucks. But I actually made more money um, working at the theme park than I ever did working for Nickelodeon until probably the fourth season. Yeah, they were they were not um, falling over themselves to pay me big bags of cash. Nickelodeon.
0: This
1: Uh, this is something Viacom.
4: Yeah, Viacom. You're kidding.
0: They weren't they aren't super.
4: No, <laughs> we didn't all get in a room and say, let's do more a quirk, a mitzvah.
0: <laughs> this Quite is something quirk. I wanted to ask about, because I uh, just the like the way like everybody, yourself included, uh, who I watched a ton on Nickelodeon was such a, a hero to me and such an icon to me. And I remember... Um, if you if I ever saw a Nickelodeon centric person on something else, and I like if you saw Clarissa's dad on something, or the one I remember specifically is, is Mr. Ernst from from Hey Dude, the owner of the ranch on Hey Dude, that he is on an episode of Seinfeld at some point in time, and I remember seeing that and going. That's interesting. Why? Why would he need to do that? He's already Mr. Ernst. Is is this just like for fun? Like when you get a job post retirement and they don't really like I he's assuredly as Mr. Ernst, he makes fifteen million dollars a year.
4: He must be doing them such a favor.
0: (laughs) Doing a favor. Please, Mr. Ernst.
4: Well, His one episode on Seinfeld probably paid him multifold what he ever made on Nickelodeon. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I
4: worked with Kirk Bailey sometimes who was on, I guess, salute your shorts. No. Yeah. We, and we kind of worked out, we had, um, cause we both do voiceover together We're in that world now. Um, and we both worked out, we had people in common, um, some outrageous people that I can't tell you about, but I'll say that so that you'll go, Ooh, I wish I knew. And I'll That's go, pretty, Ooh, yeah. I can't. Um, but um, yeah, we, we, we're we very happy in the voiceover world.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. Yes. Well, and yeah. hey, indoors.
4: <laughs> and perfectly indoors. Perfectly cool,
0: perfectly air indoors. conditioned.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, would, I would do a Nicktoon any day of the week. I love those people. Yeah. Sure.
2: I saw you. Um... You you talked about loving the of Barbera characters, and I was very excited to learn that you were in an episode of Scooby Doo and got to say the line, "I would have been famous if it weren't for you meddling kids." And,
4: oh my god, my life was made.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize that was a dream of mine to say the meddling kids line, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, I can't." That
4: sounds. Oh my great. god, I, and I need. Have to to adjust. I'm getting pins and needles. Um yeah, I, I had done my episode. I was the baddie, and I picked up my bag and I was leaving, and the director just went, "Wait a minute, you were the baddie." And I said, "Yes, I was." And then she said, "Well did you say you meddling kids?" And I went, "No, because I didn't even know it could possibly be an option. And then behind me, papers started flying, and typewriters were hit and <laughs> and, uh, and then a sheet of paper was passed to me, and I got to say it, and I emailed. Everyone I knew, sure. hey, I tooted God. that horn. Toot toot! Yes.
2: <laughs> and I, I would do ironically, the same thing. Uh, I would have been famous if it weren't for you meddling kids. Is is probably a sentiment that other people who have worked in children's entertainment have held before. I feel that but,
4: to this day. I tell my children,
2: <laughs> you call them meddling. If it weren't you for
4: meddling your meddling kids. <laughs> i could yeah. have been happy no i don't say that. <laughs> very dark that took a dark time i sure
0: regret telling you to come on yeah. this podcast gallows <laughs> humor we're yeah. all
4: and there was another episode of um of uh, scooby-doo that i was on and that was where we worked out what i was going to name my younger daughter so it was it was decided there oh, oh don't yeah really? yeah oh.
0: Velma or Daphne?
4: (laughs) 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 The weird thing is, um, my husband is from a little town outside of Flint, Michigan. He brags about that, let me tell you. Um, And uh, Casey Kasem's uncle used to run the grocery store in that town. And so Casey Kasem... Oh, my husband just (laughs) wrote a little... I'll finish the story. Um... But, yeah, Casey Kasem's uncle used to run the store. So Casey Kasem used to um, come and 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 play every summer. And he and my father-in-law, they used to just play together as kids. And, and Charlie, my father-in-law, he would tell us all these escapades they would do, of, like pretending to lift a rope as cars were driving down the street. And they'd all put on their brakes and they'd laugh and run away like scampish boys. and um, and um I walk in for like my first episode of, of Scooby-Doo and I see Casey Kasem, uh, there, and I go, Oh, they're doing some stunt casting. He's, he's gonna just <laughs> do some, some guest spot, but no, he was still playing Shaggy. Um, mm-hmm. cause they do that with men. The women were replaced, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but I is that right? They kept like
0: Judy Jetson. They like kind of like kicked out of the movie. Very well, like non. Yeah. I mean, she was over twenty
4: nine, she was asking for it. That's a heinous crime. The elderly
0: age. Oh no.
4: But yeah, so I said hi to Casey. I said, "You, I don't know if you remember, but you used to play with my father in law." Charlie Rayner, and he went. Oh, yes, we used to lift up a rope, and he told me all the same stories, and I listened. Wow! To them. Wow! Yeah.
2: Bonding with Casey Kasem over his childhood yeah. terrorizing a small <laughs> town.
4: My favorite Lebanese man. So,
1: <laughs> right. oh, I never all thought about American that, last
4: name Casey Kasem's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: well Wow! Well. What was um, it, my husband?
4: You have maybe you have to do this because he just wrote on a little card. He wrote. Auto World, because my husband's been on every single uh, theme park, but he started his theme park journey in um, at Auto World in, out in Flint, Michigan. If you've what ever covered I don't know about that. Auto World, We have not covered Auto
0: World. Yeah, yeah. that's done does. So,
4: yeah. Huh. So whenever you do um, theme parks about the automotive industry, with um, with uh, I don't know. Uh, Areas where they explained how robots would soon take over all of the um, people jobs, and wonder why that auto, uh, that theme park failed. Maybe that's something you can dig into.
2: Theme park sure. fails oh for my. being correct. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a rare, out- but also sad. Not knowing yes. its
4: audience. Yes. So, yeah.
2: yeah. 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 They were very fond of cars at the time in Michigan.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Sure.
1: And oh
4: apparently, did you one time want to know um, if the people? On downtown Disney performing, if they were paid, because he can tell you they are.
0: <laughs> Wait, which people like in uh, which downtown Disney folks are we talking about? Oh, the downtown
4: Disney, uh, of Disneyland, they have mm-hmm. the bands, and then they have the magicians, and jugglers, and comedians, and whatnot, because.
0: Oh Isn't yeah, Jason person? was part of a magic act on the way to, to dinner that one forced, time. Yeah, we forced right. Jason to do to <laughs> yes. be in a magician's trick.
2: Yes, right I was pinned into a magic show, uh, as we say in the improv world.
0: While hungry, <laughs> and that went great.
4: Yeah, well um, while well, hungry, magic while hungry is a terrible equation.
2: You know, you you're very patient when you're irrationally hungry, so <clears throat> it's a great time to help out a, a magician on yeah. the semi-street i guess it's not a, a footpath i guess you. yeah call it. yeah
3: jason yeah. was like a character in a car like a snickers commercial who was so comically <laughs> angry that he was hungry it didn't even make sense
4: and knowing if you were going to eat there that you had probably another hour of waiting once arriving uh, at the restaurant i
2: absolutely did know that too mm-hmm. yes that was going through my head as well oh
4: you were, there there's a lot of forethought going on mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, for it didn't
3: we yeah
2: we have a video
3: captured we can see the anger coming through the screen <laughs> so that'll be cut we have that
2: forever which is that's nice. most videos of me it's fine <laughs> yeah. um okay I so let me I, let me ask this of course so. <laughs> no, oh, that's, no, not at all. that's the podcast um, that's the show that's, well, we <laughs> do right in very um, desultory <laughs>
0: let me let me ask on the on the guts front because another thing, like in the same way that I like, I assume Mr. Ernst is uh, is a, is a multimillionaire. the I, I think it had I, I bought into the illusion of guts so thoroughly that it probably never occurred to me that you were a, an actress who got a part rather than like, I think I assumed that you having that role must have meant that some crazy like european tribunal must have chosen you after many rounds yes. of like this is sports this is <laughs> or like like a bunch of like you know kind of tan leathery people all after like nine rounds all right that moira she shall do it yeah. uh,
4: um... it works just like that <laughs> I, I it really it really makes absolute no sense that i ever did that show um I think I just must have been very, very different because it really was like when I turned up, I think it was a lot of sort of six foot real fitties. Like people you go, oh yeah, you look like you play sport. And then I turned up (laughs) in my i think i've maybe put a baseball hat on but not for sporty reasons probably my hair was terrible that day and uh and yeah i think my first audition was to do sort of play by play of a video of kids going through the elastic jungle
0: oh of sure one of the hardest things yeah. seemingly like that's the you can get so i might have that.
4: used terms probably like look at them twinging and twanging and uh and that probably just sealed the deal. And I, I don't know. I think they probably then they they had me come back several times to the arena as they were building that. And I think there was discussion about would my accent be distracting? Um, would the fact she knows nothing about sport clearly um, be a problem? Um, and and somehow I think they just thought I was a bit funny. Really.
1: <laughs> right and right
4: it, which was weird because they ended up making me i always thought incredibly school mom on the show but but whatever so i, were- I just goofed really in pretty
2: the edition serious. yeah you were pretty like focused on on the yeah because the they kept the
4: re- rewriting the rules and giving me a card that i had to memorize 30 seconds beforehand <laughs>
3: <laughs> so it was like I stress was... so your like authority that you were conveying was actually because of stress
4: <laughs> it was just like, i've just learned this these are the rules take it from me because I, I know them from 10 seconds ago. Um, yes. Of a
0: made up sport. That's like <laughs> nonsense. That helps that, you know, if you don't know anything about sports, at least the sports were all made up.
4: Well, there was that. And I would, I would say things that were, that, that were wrong. Um, like one time <laughs> I had said something about Mike being a bit of a goon and the producer, the little executive producer came down and said, well, that's a bit harsh. And, uh, <laughs> And I was just like, "What?" He goes, "You just called Mike a goon. That's really harsh." And I was like, "Is it?" Because I was thinking of the Goon Show with Peter Sellers and Spike Milligan, and he was thinking like hockey sticks and and whatever. Right. So yes, and and I would call when they did soccer events. I did accidentally call them football, as it should. Mm. Be. Um, so there was a lot of that, and I, and I didn't know the rules for anything. I didn't know the real rules to know how they were bending the rules. As far as I was concerned, that was how you played football. To this so, day, yeah. Right. I knew tennis and I knew downhill skiing. That wasn't going to help me on guts.
0: As far as you knew, all basketball had bungee cords involved. Yeah, right.
4: <laughs> basketball is such a ludicrous sport, anyway. <laughs>
0: Wait, now I need to hear (laughs) Yeah, I would like to hear your opinion on basketball Yes, further thoughts on basketball being ludicrous
4: Well, here's the thing The men are so very tall and the women, women's basketball that was terrible of me, but they're all very, very tall and the court is not so very, very big whereas if you compare that to say soccer, I'm going to say soccer That's an absolutely massive pitch. Simply getting from one end to the other is an amazing feat. Right. Let alone doing. Now, I'm not going to say that basketball is lacking in skill. I'm just saying the scale of the environment and the scale of the human beings who participate make it bizarre for me.
3: I see. So, so if a basketball court was like four times as big, maybe yes. it would make more sense, or it'd be at least as impressive to watch.
4: Yes, I mean, I, I sitting on my fat ass on my couch would like to. Um, I would like to uh, render that judgment. <laughs>
3: okay, well, <laughs> seems fair, perfectly fair. I've actually never heard this about. I've ever heard this opinion. So that's. Oh, I've I got see.
4: tons of opinions about things I know nothing about. <laughs>
3: Well that's this that's what the show is for honestly that's what we do all the time so Yeah
4: you mean to
2: tell me that's the case and you don't have a podcast <laughs>
4: I know nothing about this well let me just start
2: Yeah
0: arbitrary authority that's mm-hmm. that's what it's about which I guess was you on guts too that like yeah I bought oh. you as a she must have been through 4 years of referee university or
1: yeah. <laughs> something And also
4: I don't have the stature for it cuz I'm incredibly tiny um height wise. Um and yeah, so there was just Apple Boxes galore that I would <laughs> stand on to um have some sort of authority. All the kids were about my height. Yeah.
0: Like <laughs> so I guess that were it's not like if you were with boxers, you, you you're never at a point where you had to like break up a fight, <laughs> I assume, unless that was cut. <laughs> no, we did have show.
4: we did have um I can't remember which boxer it was. We had quite a famous boxer on I just, I just yeah. saw
0: it in YouTube. Yeah, wandery, it was, Evander Holyfield was on. on. that, yeah.
4: And he was lovely. And who was, nice, was the nice football boy? <laughs> and I say boy because he was super young. Because he was like 19. I can't remember, but he was just adorable. He was the loveliest man in the world. I hope he's had a, a fantastic life since then. Yeah, he left well, and I just, well, there's a good human. Well,
3: that's nice. Yes.
4: <laughs>
0: wow. All right. So you can think of a nice football boy then that's probably no. what it means <laughs> whoever this nice football boy is we wish him the best we wish him yeah. well yeah
3: um so was the show like was doing it fun at all like could was it intense was it
4: yeah cuz we did three a day so it was a, it was it was a a big day and um cuz they they would just like bring the kids in for the event the event the event then yeah. Then there was moving everything around. So it was block shots, basically.
0: Oh, that was yes. my question. I just read that about Legends of the Hidden Temple. And that those yes. were maybe kind of frustrating tapings to watch if you were an audience member because oh, I'm sure it was so just broken up.
4: Dull as dull can be. I mean, there was audience warm. <laughs> I mean, if there was the draw of all of those rides that you could possibly be going on and being stuck in in the um Extreme arena for hours and hours. I mean, I'm sure the parents were fine; they could have a nap. Um, but but if you were a kid, I mean, that probably was a tough. It was probably a tough call. But um, you
0: once you once it hit minute thirty one, and you realized, wait, it's not done. This doesn't take half an hour like when I watch it I at know. home.
4: Isn't that sad when when you realize that? Um, <laughs> no, we we had. There was a lot of fun. You know, it's all like the same as backstage shenanigans and stuff and 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 I still have great friends my friend Kirk who you, he's um a sports cameraman he was a cameraman on the show and um, whenever he's here shooting golf we always um, get together in fact i don't know if you can see the queen behind me oh, yeah
0: yes. yes you do have the queen yeah. in frame behind yeah. or some was,
4: some queen that was his wedding gift to us and i had to write to him and say i know there shouldn't be winners and losers in wedding gifts but you're the winner clearly <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true there are yeah yeah I mean, you don't mm. want to say that but <laughs>
4: yeah look at her say you never realize about the queen until you have a flipping tea tray off her she's stacked the queen is just stacked i don't know how they dress her
0: that's harder to see from here i guess i could oh, do my well, own we'll googling from to determine me. that
4: her top chiffonier drawer is open
3: that's <laughs> actually a tray that's a tray for like serving
4: a tea tray yeah wow back after the coronation i'm sure there was nothing greater than serving <laughs> a cup of tea and some biscuits <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, my that's gonna criteria. be walked up
0: to us oh great oh hello uh, oh yeah I mean,
4: yeah oh look at the dust oh yeah so huh that's a
3: lot yeah that's a really impressive that's i looked i was happy with it from afar but now i'm like well that's
0: very impressive (laughs)
4: rendered rendered lovingly onto a piece of pure raffly tin yes (laughs) Um, (laughs) dry cake and some tea on that fantastic yeah
0: great (laughs) um now you did like in watching some episodes recently you did like the, the, though you if you you found yourself being serious on it but the in the few that i saw you you did like give the business to mike o'malley a little bit in fact in one uh after a particularly like hyper energetic intro he did of all the pieces and then they gotta go through here and then they're gonna end up splashing in the pool mo then you i think refer to him as mike O'Silly. Oh, did it. I? I enjoyed very much? <laughs>
4: I think that's pretty they, good. Halfway through, or there was sometimes through. I think he he was just being incredibly manic, and then they just threw to me, and it was like, and and I think I said steady, Mike, and uh, and then the executive producer liked that, and then I feel like they, I I, I got extended on my leash a little. That I was <laughs> allowed. To do that.
0: Another yeah. one you said, "Take a nap, Mike
4: oh did I <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I forgot this was like a like a recurring this was a zone within the show the more yes, of a Moira roast
4: cool mamish more <laughs> yeah somebody
3: should make a supercut of all of these on you put it on YouTube of all the like dis uh, light light, light because yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's now I got alerted that um I think it's playing on the the Paramount, whatever Paramount streaming service is now the entire. Oh, um, oh wow! Then yeah, so it's oh, that's possible. great. Because I would never they- do that. Is it great though?
0: <laughs> oh, I guess that's a question for you. Yes. I uh just, there's yes. There's yeah. no old footage I mean, of me know, on there. So if I got
4: residuals, that would be fantastic. I'd be living <laughs> in a much larger house. Could,
3: uh, least, could yeah. we shame Viacom into giving residual? I'm not even joking here. There's a lot of this going on. Let's come on. This sucks. I
4: know. I don't think I've got quite Dave Chappelle's uh pull.
1: So
0: yeah.
4: just say I learned my lesson and I'm very happy to be in a union.
0: Yes. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Yeah, right. yes. yeah, we are Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um w-
3: what was the w- around the time it was going on could you even like venture out into the park
0: where you was it like well, I was video? working at the
4: park. Oh, all right, so, so these were, were concurrent,
0: episodes? that's the question. You would still okay. be doing stuff. That that's crazy. Yeah,
4: I couldn't give up my job to work for Nickelodeon.
0: <laughs> this right. is a that's mind blow. I you're i I'm, I'm flashing to similarly that I heard somewhere uh, I did the important work of listening to an interview with Dan Cortez from MTV Sports, and he said, like, he basically he was like a PA for the, his own show, and could not was not willing to not be a PA for the show that he hosted because the PA money was better
1: than oh, the hosting preach. money.
4: Preach! Yeah, no, I Oy. had to. Keep, awesome I backup. definitely kept my job, and they were very nice to let me like have my three weeks. I'd say. So I was shot
0: that quickly that you would yeah. just like let me do my wow wow because they kids
4: could up so they could about it. punch through like three three a day yeah right.
3: so would kids like notice you when they went to a ride like would they shout like would they be like hey wait a minute
4: <laughs> i'm trying to think not the first time but but later on i would sometimes sort of get recognized but also people always think that you're giant if you're on tv and then you learn that everybody in film and television is is actually it's not surprising to be my stature um yeah
3: right, so you kind of could look i'm not somewhere.
4: quite i'm not quite five foot is how i'll put it
3: okay yeah so you, oh, you could kind different. of hide a little hide maybe that way yeah uh, from the, yeah. The, the, the tons of and children
4: I, I wasn't wearing a black and white striped shirt
3: that's true kids might yeah. not be able to put that together <laughs> if it wasn't
4: without that i was like flipping hannah montana
3: was there ever was there ever an urge though to be like you know what I'm going to put the ref shirt on and walk through the park once just to see what happens
4: no because I didn't I didn't like that I'm a very um I'm a very shy extrovert sure I
0: I, gear it up and yeah yeah then you turn it off
4: I always found it very weird to get like I mean, I did a lot of the live tours and and um, for for Nickelodeon, but they would send us off for the weekend to go to some mall somewhere to Mm -hmm. throw slime on a kid and play a few games. (laughs) Um, And uh, I I remember going to a bathroom in a mall. I remember going to the bathroom and just being in the store and just saying, (laughs) (laughs) and as I opened the door, there were like, 15 little girls all grinning at me and i was just like i just peed (laughs) (laughs) it was really embarrassing and they were like yeah they wanted my and i think they said can we have you can we have you and i said yes of course you can but let me wash my hands first (laughs) and this was before covid um (laughs) so yeah yes (laughs) i pioneered hand washing so
0: what was the what was okay. on the live tour? And, and now I'm asking now I'm asking myself why I did not go to this. This sounds fantastic. I love Malls. Um love love Nickelodeon, love slime, loved you on guts. Why why did I not go to these things? You can't answer that question, but what, what was the what, what else happened on these?
4: Um uh I would turn up. Um we would turn up. I would actually be involved in making slime, which was Baker's. What do they call it? Baker's cream, I think. Hmm. It's what they um it's kind of like a pudding.
1: Okay. What you would
4: call pudding. And applesauce and an absolute ton of green dye. Um, we dyed a couple of toe-headed kids, I think. Um
0: <laughs> <laughs> permanently. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, so I only did the ones where it was just sort of a small mall thing. Um, Mike and Phil Moore and, and Mark Summers would go do the massive kind of tours, the bus and truck sort of tours of it. Gotcha. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but you, know, you would turn up in a mall. There'd be a stage. We'd play some games, dunk a kid, and then, and then we'd have dinner and go home. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. To the food court. And... Wait, why yeah. are you making the slime too?
4: Because uh, I was helpful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to pitch in. That's nice. David
4: nations. It was just all of us together.
0: <laughs> wow! Wow! Crazy. Yeah, that's the mall tours.
3: I guess I didn't go to any of these either. But like, were there like no? Was on the bigger tour? Did kids like? Did they set up more like of a, a stage, like, or do they? I'm
4: yeah, there would be when they did the the big tours. Then they would have basically concert venues.
3: Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, more Somewhere like more movie. like that, and they would actually have props and things from the show.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. I always wonder, like, because I went to you know we've talked a lot on the show about stuff we the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a live musical performance that I was I got to go to, but I do wonder how many of these things. I know it's a very amazing show, uh, but. I wonder how many things like my mom or dad just like we're going through the newspaper and saw like you know Nickelodeon live and they were like let's just put this in the trash so he doesn't see it. (laughs) Let's. uh, (laughs) There's a few. Not yeah. that i wasn't treated poorly or anything i'm just saying no. once in a while eh, he doesn't need to see this
2: Yeah, tax bills <laughs> coming up we don't need any extra expenses right now no.
4: <laughs> well that's that sounds deeply unfair because as you pointed out at the beginning that that you weren't on sports teams so you weren't stealing their weekends that way
3: well i i did were you? a well, little bit a little bit but i'll be honest i was I was chosen last in basketball, and that's because my friend's father told his son that I was chosen last in the entire league. What, like, you had that info at your disposal? Yes. Oh, my it, God. It, it's crazy to say that. <laughs>
4: you it's know crazy. what? Look, my husband made a very good point because he um, was also a person who would be picked last. And he said, actually, you're not, you're not ever picked last the person before you is picked yeah. and then you quietly shuffle over to the people who never wanted you.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, yeah you're, that not is... you're not picked. You <laughs> just yeah, look all... over there. Yeah. There, yeah, is, there
2: okay. is some comfort though, because expectations are low. So then like when you're terrified of a fly ball, you're like, well, you knew this was, I'm living up to expectations. You knew this was coming. I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got, <laughs> I got hit with being out here.
3: I got hit with a soccer ball in kindergarten at soccer practice and that colored the rest of my sports rest of your rest life. Of my rest yeah. of my life.
2: That child <laughs> will be an of... actor. That child will be a comedian. Be a
3: po- he'll be a podcaster in fact. Be a podcaster. <laughs> future medium of podcasting.
2: Um did yes. you guys encounter a lot cause I I read there was an oral history that of guts that Sports Illustrated did a few years ago. And it, seemed, it talked a lot about, like, pulling contestants from uh, sports groups or YMCA groups and that sort of thing. Uh, and the kids all seemed very uh, confident. Did you encounter many <laughs> nervous kids like we uh, all were?
4: No. No, I did not. Because they were all okay. super keen to be there. But I will tell you, and I won't, I won't name his name, but we we were so delighted with him because he was insane. Um, and uh, like Mike Mike introduced, like the kids all had to say their names and their nicknames at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I seemed cool. Oh and so, yeah, and
0: they all, they, it'll be, it would be like the Brute, and then it would cut to this like yeah. nice looking <laughs> 12-year-old girl.
4: <laughs> so, so this this particular kid, uh, the the first kid went and his name was just like I'm John and I'm powerful. And then the next one, I'm Katie and I kick butt. And then this kid just went <laughs> like it was like animal from the Muppets. He was just that. And um, and then I he he just Tore around the racetrack like the Tasmanian devil jumped over things like he was on flipping drugs. He, um, when they got to the, like the, what we called like the second act, uh, Mike had said to the three kids, what are you expecting in this next heat is, you know, this next event, it's so difficult. And he was saying, I expect I'm going to have to run really fast. And the girl was just like, i think i'm just gonna be like elbows out and he just went i think i'm gonna have leaves flying past my face (laughs) is what he said and that might not be um word for word but it's what i remember because it was something insane and uh we went oh interesting and then at the end, they had to run and get onto like their first place, second place, third place podium. So the first kid runs up, gets his place, second kid runs up, gets their place. And then he runs up and just jumps over it like the, <laughs> like the nurse one, like, like yeah. Like, and, and we did find out that he wasn't, he wasn't maybe some like a police group club or something. Um, And I'm saying this with all sorts of love because he was fantastic. He was so happy. Um, But I think that he maybe did take some sort of meds just to calm him a little. And he hadn't taken them that day. Mm. And, and we could tell.
1: <laughs> right.
4: But yeah.
0: So if there was gonna be a day to get off the meds.
2: Yeah. to go full throttle. It was, he chose the correct
4: day. That was yeah. that was well um that, that was thoughtful.
2: I mean you pull a wild card, you get great television, you know. Oh
4: well I think we got because we'd loved, I think we got pulled and and said you you, you can't you can't be amused by this. Yeah. But we weren't on camera, but I don't know. I think maybe for the audience or something. But yeah, that was the best day of my life on Gartz. He was fantastic. Yeah.
2: Wow.
3: Did he, climb, Did he yeah. climb the aggro crag in like two seconds?
4: Yeah. He was at the bottom, then he was at the top. Wow. Yeah. There was just nothing in between. Oh, well the done. Manic yeah. kids.
0: Dr- it's a perfect plate. Like, it if is- only every kid who has like energy issues could go work it out on the aggro crag.
4: Exactly. It would be a great therapeutic place.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, better than if we had uh, the three of us as kids. Exactly. I tried to do it. Because it, it wouldn't
4: around you huh with a stunt team around you too yeah
2: with a stunt mm-hmm. team i i just think it would have been a little less did did do, do, do you have it and a little more like uh, uh, uh are they anxious again <laughs> okay like that, is, I, yeah. <laughs> that I would okay. is our version of guts i would
3: have climbed the aggro crag and my mom would have been right behind me making sure i was okay the whole time <laughs> just like spotting <laughs> me as we go up that's what it, that would have been a, that would have been a good episode honestly
4: yeah I mean yeah. to go up it in a sort of a stroll, that's sort of fun without all the mylar exploding at you. It's very squishy. It was it was um surprising. Yeah. Like sort afraid. of
0: bounced a bit. Huh
4: huh. So yeah.
3: if a kid like ate it, it wouldn't be so bad landing with your face on it.
4: Yeah. And there were two guys from the art department who would wait up there, maybe to throw. More mylar, I don't know. But um, <laughs> I think I mentioned Muttley at the beginning of, of our time together. But one of them laughed like Muttley. He was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and they taught me. Those two guys in the art department taught me because we all had to wear Reeboks and they always, you know, your laces always come undone. And if there's anything I learned from guts, it was from those two guys who taught me how to tie my shoes in a particular way. And I've, my shoelaces have never come undone since 1992
3: wow wow I, that's interesting i'm curious that's to know what that is
4: power that's like a superpower
3: Jeez, yeah Jeez. really i'm i'm still bad at tying my shoes well, yeah i always, was i yeah. was late
2: to that uh in addition to like oh man he's crying a lot like i was also very late to i was like <laughs> the velcro makes so much sense it's so efficient why are we ditching it but you know <laughs> I didn't yeah. have like uh, uh, gaffers helping me. I didn't have like no, row
4: didn't or people to help. throw mylar yeah. on you once you'd had success with your shoelaces. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes.
0: I I was reading a like a guts Wikipedia page where somebody pointed out that the Yeah, all right, so there's the, the 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 piece of the rock that is your your trophy at the end. Oh, this this Wikipedia. On. Oh whoa, boy! Whoa. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Let me pause and prepare myself. to right, see calm. one of these I'm things. Calm. This is gonna be the best calm. thing I did over Zoom the entire there time. Was see a piece of the. I, I, I was just gonna say, like I, I read this thing. Oh, here it comes. Whoa! Wait! Lit- wow! wow. It's lit whoa! Up too. Yeah, it's got
4: my name on it. Let's
0: wow! wow.
4: How does it light up? Uh, What's
0: are yeah, we doing it,
4: this? That adds value.
0: Jeez. What, what does it say on there?
4: It says Global Guts. So that was the Global Guts version. Season one. So that was aspirational. At <laughs> 1995, on your mark, get set, go, which I never said. It was always a whistle. Quirk, <laughs> Nickelodeon Studios, Orlando, Florida.
0: Oh, Boom. Wow. It- well wow. it honestly gave me chills to see that and then hear the phrase the full phrase Nickelodeon Studios Orlando Florida and my its just says it's we'll take so large.
4: for that
2: <laughs>
0: right.
2: yeah. I yes, you have a disclaimer on your website that I will that you will not sell your Agro Craig unless like for a significant sum of money
4: significant I've got my mother to take care of um yeah yeah well, listen,
2: maybe a listener
3: out there
4: well, did you go to my website? I don't think I've looked at that It probably needs updating, doesn't it? Yeah. It's
0: you know, it's the important thing is it's still there as opposed to mine, which disappeared apparently seven months ago and I never noticed. So what you're doing this better this than that.
4: It, I'm it on just did, like account.
0: I uh, the the site that was it was hosting it would like it became not a site anymore and didn't tell anyone and I, I never got an email, email. so okay. but, yeah it was I months ago that
4: that. my website might look like a MySpace page I, I don't know how old it's been a long time since I've looked at it oh, it's yeah and God knows what happened to good. my first Twitter account so now I have a sad second Twitter account that makes me annoyed
2: oh, okay
4: <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> I
2: do want to ask we've seen your aggro, Craig do you still have your cable Ace award.
4: Oh, that wouldn't have gone to me.
2: Oh. That would have gone to <laughs> oh, okay. the executive producer.
4: Okay. That's in a Nickelodeon office. They probably <laughs> didn't even know I was on the show.
0: <laughs> there wasn't a referee category where you competed against American Gladiator. Best,
4: <laughs> best full Brian nylon striped shirt. Yes. I'll take that award. Yes.
0: No competition for that. <laughs>
4: okay. um, what was the... So the... The,
0: the the ending of the whole enterprise, not only the show, but also the the closing of Nickelodeon Studios. How was the uh, how were your emotions uh, surrounding the, the end of that era?
4: Ambivalent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess the checks help get you to that point.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> By that, oh, well, that's because yeah. there's a lot of kids out there who're starting a lot of petitions, and I guess you weren't you weren't signing them. <laughs> Bring back the big stream arena.
4: I've had such a weird, like, my favorite and great time with Nickelodeon was, was uh, you know when, when they finally opened up Nicktoons, which was this great building in Burbank I always used to drive by and go, that's an amazing building. Someone should do something with that. And it became um, Nicktoons. Um, and so I was always very happy to go in and, and do the shows there. It was a nice transition. I don't think most people at Nicktoons knew that I'd actually worked on camera at Nickelodeon it was, oh, wow. it was sort of yeah, weird there's... yeah oh. I think I was going to make a point but I can't remember what it was, <laughs> but it, um, <laughs> um, was better. so but when when Nickelodeon or Nicktoons to- opened they um they had their like proper opening and they had a massive party and uh I did get invited as a VIP, having been uh, on their shows for several years and being on their uh, cartoon series. So I turn up good as gold or happy to go to a party and have a cocktail in the afternoon, planning a nap afterwards. Um, I'm not on the guest list. I couldn't get in.
0: Oh God! <laughs> Can you
4: imagine?
0: And they enforced up? it, and nobody checked for you.
4: No, there was no. They said, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And I went, "Don't worry about it," and got back in my car, and we went off and had lunch somewhere else, or some dinner or something. <laughs> but um, and then my friend D D Baker, he was the voice of Olmec, so we oh, were right, good, right, good right, friends. Right. Wow. But he said, inside the party, uh, there was. Big mugshots of of me, me and Mike, of all of the shows, but but only only on a picture. I couldn't get in. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? The
0: photo is in it. Oh my god! Off yeah. Mind. If only if only yeah. you had known and had that to point to. <laughs> There's
4: a picture of me inside. Can you let me <laughs> in? I'll point at it.
2: I. That's the worst part. Like when you're a PA and they're like, "Ah, oh, they forgot me on that the rap party." Well, right, fine. I'm nobody. But when you're trying to do the like, I'm in the okay so there's in the sixth scene if you watch i'm in and it's just like all right man
4: yeah and <laughs> i've learned since then that, that actually getting to, into the parties i mean i should have been obviously there was a mistake clearly yes, yes i hope so yes. um but but yeah, it's not an unfamiliar story in the Hollywood trenches of, of people yeah. that have invited that's to That's why you always
2: there. have the phone number of someone you know will be there early. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Is it Hollywood. you? It's Jason, he's always <laughs> no, at hope a party early. <laughs> oh, I'd be happy. I'd be happy to let anyone in uh, who has <laughs> my phone number. But uh, no, that that's my trick for not going like, hey, come on, like... I hate this restaurant usually, but come on, I at least want to say hi to some people. Yes,
4: uh, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, so you're, all right. So so fonder feelings for the Nick, besides this party situation, fonder feelings for the Nicktoons uh, building where you've, you've done a bunch of, a bunch of VO stuff. Yes. years.
4: Yeah. That's great. So, That's um, great. and actually did, they, they did a Sanjay and Craig where they recreated Mike and me. Oh, really? A few years ago. Yeah.
0: Wow. wow. So, That's a nice way to tie everything together. Yeah. That's so cool. So, yeah,
4: there's a, a Sanjay and Craig style me rendered. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, that's
0: well, great. Amazing. Um. Yeah. Let's see. What else? Well. Uh, well. Had the now the Star Wars thing. Let's let's talk about your your place in the Star Which Wars. I
4: love. Universe. Yeah. And yeah. have always loved, and ever since I first saw the movie, have been astonished <laughs> by and um. And uh, it's really all I can think about.
0: <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, yes. Agreed. <laughs> on the record.
2: <laughs> um... <laughs> we um... all love Star Wars. And the only thing we love more than Star Wars is working regularly. We're exactly. On the same when did you start that.
4: loving Star Wars? I would say about the time they hired me. Yes. <laughs> that would be the truth. No. Yeah.
3: Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Uh you've done like multiple video games though.
4: Yes, I do a lot them, of video games, yeah. Which
3: is fun. I mean I've video games in general, but multiple Star Wars games too. Mm-hmm. Is there like a t- is any any of these not just Star Wars, let's say, like any of the video games, is it any different than the regular VO stuff? Is it more fun, less, is it more work intensive?
4: Um It's a different it's a different animal. Mm-hmm. Um and and actually this this year. Because I was doing video games, I I don't know if I would have gone on the learning curve that I have because they, I think they just needed to continue their work getting these. <clears throat> enormously expensive games done and it was sort of will you be willing are you willing to record from home if we send you the equipment and tell you how to use it to which i said uh yes i will do that and um and thank and thank goodness for that that was blind light with a game called destiny 2 and um, because of that i knew everything to buy and how to set it up and and how to work it um but it was several weeks of me learning how to use logic and uh, and oh, my preamp and just, sure. it was, it was a lot of YouTube watching. Um, but um, yes, like some games, like when I did Skyrim, I got that all done in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other games it's, it, it goes on for years. There's a, there's a game about a boy who's slightly magical that I can't talk about because I've signed an NDA, But um, and I'm not saying who it is because there's lots of magical people in the world. And maybe I mean literal magic, and maybe I don't, because what is magic? Um,
0: How legally
1: impossible uh, to say. And
4: that, that's been going on for a few years before it's been released. Some, and some games don't let you even talk about it even once it's released it's weird yeah
0: oh so you okay. can, there's things you can't take credit for for whatever reason just because of the odd way that I, they you know. i don't
4: know they they that's a funny world that um but but yes sometimes it's it's a lot of um being shot and and that can be <laughs> and other times you're a witch who can only access her powers when she's drunk, and that's super fun. So it's just all different types of characters, yeah.
3: A very wide range. It seems like I didn't. It's actually not something I didn't even consider. But I guess yeah, like if you're like the characters running and like getting hit, you have to do a lot of just like Ugh.
4: oh my god. Yeah. yeah, that's really. I think for me, that's that's the part that's. I'm not going to say hardest, but it requires a different sort of part of the brain to, mm-hmm. to work. And, and I did have one director who was just great. And he would say, cause they know the kind of exact sound that they need. It's sort of like war scenes and fight scenes that they really do have to orchestrate them in a way. So sometimes they need a or a and a, you have to give them that. So don't be breaking your voice going, when they need a he. Yeah.
0: Just get you in the the general vicinity of what.
4: I'm much happier with words words yeah, yeah. My, yeah words are my ballywick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> makes
0: sense <laughs> on efforts uh, and grunts
1: sure yeah. sure so if sense.
4: anyone ever wants to give me sort of line readings for exactly the sort of sound or efforts that they need i'm, I'm never never upset i welcome it yeah sure
0: yeah. i've been on the other side of that i'm like oh, thank you for saying that because either i could do a dance, I could say a bizarre paragraph to try to get to where it sounds like eh. Or yeah. I could just say eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's very helpful. So
4: I'm more practiced now. And and also with games you have to understand that um most people just wanna just get you out of the way so they can keep playing. So you know you're sometimes an, un- an unwelcome presence.
2: <laughs> you
4: try and make yourself as welcome as yeah. possible. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. um you you're also you have so many credits in the in the like adr looping world which now it occurs to me is what you began that that's the that's the murder she wrote i parts. know isn't that so you, it all ties I, together yeah, it all
4: ties together that yeah it's it's actually a a, a fun job and uh i often go in it seems that I'm, I have a, a canny way with uh, news reporters. I, I, you will often hear me in the background being some sort of BBC type uh, reporter, newscaster. And whenever someone calls me and says, do you want to do that? I always say, well, yes, I do. <laughs> I turn up, I do my job, I sign my contract and I go home.
0: Seems like the way yeah, to it's do the it. Dream, probably the way. It <laughs> it's a dream.
4: It's not sexy, but here we are doing a living, living the life in a house. Right, right. In a house so, in LA. Yeah. Well,
0: that's we were we were talking. I think a little at the at this at the start of all this, or even before we started the whole the notion of like is because we I think we built up in LA now, but we built up Orlando as like. <laughs> The dream of dreams of, because, like, all the at least in the early 90s, all the best entertainment is there to us, the best theme parks are there. Some of who became the biggest stars in the world are just starting to hone their craft at yeah. seven years old or whatever it is. Are we insane? Are we insane for thinking that Orlando is this, uh, this Xanadu? No, it's
4: actually because it's, it is. And I don't mean this uh, as a diss, but it's a secondary market where you can go and live affordably and and p- practice and hone your craft. You can do theater there, you can do improv there, all those sorts of things. And think about all the people I'm thinking about the people that I was there with who were in my sort of coterie at SAC and at the theme parks. And um, we have. You know, Dee Baker was there, who's in every single Star Wars cartoon, Every who plays Klaus on um, American Dad. He's just, you know, he's just amazing in the world of voiceover. Wayne Brady was there. Jonathan Mangum, who's on, um, um, is it not the prize is right? Uh,
0: the one well, Wayne Brady did? Like his. Like like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah his, oh, he was like, like right a in man on that. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, he was an Orlando guy too. Oh, yeah, they go and, back. Okay.
4: Our friend Claire Sarah is, um you know, she she's a, a film writer and, and does very well. Um, our friend Aaron Shaw wrote on Raymond and wrote on The Office and has his Emmy. And, you know, everyone sort of started there. And then, but the sad thing is, I don't know if it'll always be this way, but yeah, you'd better get yourself to maybe Georgia or LA or New York or Chicago. It's just that's still the way it is. You're always going to be sort of geographically challenged, but there's amazing people performing there. The people that who are still at the parks, I think about who are just fantastic.
0: Sure. Yeah. 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 No, no, so much talent.
4: Steve Pernick's still there. He wrote. He wrote Shelby Woo. Do you remember the mystery ball? Oh yeah. Book? Yeah. 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 Woo. So he wrote that, and he was the detective in it. And he's back in Orlando, and he has his house and his family, and performs. Yeah.
3: <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Is um is there? I always ask us of people who performed in the parks because I'm I'm a little jealous. I didn't do this when I was younger. I think it would have been fun uh, to do it. But is there like a thing you did in the parks that if you were like. I could, it would be fun to do an hour again of this, like to this role, this murder she wrote, or is there anything like that? Or is it all like, ah, that's, I did it.
4: Oh, that's so funny. We went back to, uh, my husband was doing, um, the genie conference, the magic conference, and it was in Orlando and he got, you know, he had his flight and some pay Oh, his you can just speak words.
0: <laughs> just, Once the genie um, conference comes up. Yeah, he's not a there. magician, though.
4: <laughs> he was there as an allied artist because um, he does um, juggling and performance art and comedy. Um, but so so we all went and it was 2017. So I hadn't been there s- performing. And, and I looked at part of uh, Epcot and I went, well, that looks familiar. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I worked here because that's what happens, lads. <laughs> when you get older, you forget things and you just it, everything becomes very compartmentalized, I think. Um, no, I wouldn't go back. I don't like going back. <laughs> There's nothing, that I would, <laughs> nothing that I would do again. But I am I'm I'm definitely appreciative for that. That part of of my life there. Yeah, sure. it was. But, and I did enjoy. When we went back, I, I think I maybe enjoyed it more as being um, a person with my kids, showing them stuff that I'd enjoyed as a kid and just being such an old woman about it because I made sure that we all went on the carousel of progress. I, absolutely, I said, we are doing this um, because I just remember when I was little that you would always go there because that was the free ride. You didn't have your A ticket, your B ticket, or your E ticket for that. It was just, oh, you
2: could just get right, on it. Right. I don't think I knew right. that. Okay. So you could learn about the fine General Electric products. That was, <laughs> that was the,
0: the peak. It's sort of, well, a, it's, a, it's a branded,
4: yeah. And also, and to this day, I mean, I don't know where I would put it, but if I ever did find a machine that you, whatever it is that you wrap around you and then it jiggles you, sure. and, it's oh, meant yes. to, and you're meant to lose weight that way, I mean, a what a dream! I hope it works. I'm sure it does. Clearly, definitely, yeah, um, yeah. And and that that I would remember that from the carousel of of progress and the dog, the animatronic dog. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I I I guess I remember the theme parks more for just from being a kid myself than the actual working there. Yeah, the yeah. people. I mean, I love the people. Right. Yeah, right. Peter and Paul vote were there too. Amazing people were there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you are at the theme parks, really, really pay attention to who's performing because they're going to be amazing one day somewhere else. You might see them on a TV show, even though clearly they're making more, you know, why would they do a TV show when they've got (laughs) that gig, right? is that how it goes, Scott? The
0: more dependable living in the parks. Yes, apparently. (laughs) This is what we've learned.
4: We've well, learned actually, so much. It was more about why would you do one TV show rather than another TV show? Yeah.
2: Children can't wrap their heads around the concept of sag scale, though. So, you know, no,
4: exactly. that's
1: a lot to so...
4: yeah. why, why would, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lucy Lawless ever do anything other than the show shot in New Zealand for, for five shillings? Why would she then do network television in America? That's <laughs> curious. I'm really going to have to ponder awful. that one,
2: uh, surely they kept i mean they kept discovering such riches on that show. I don't know that the the residents of Pawnee are that rich with balloons <laughs> or whatever.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, there.
0: um well, thank you for uh for taking us on this uh th- this this r- rich this intellectually rich journey to Orlando. random, uh, random
4: <laughs> desultory, kind of old womanish type reminiscences
0: oh no it was it, it was it was fantastic it was a blast more quirk you survived podcast the ride what an honor so happy Yay. to have you thanks for putting it out there and reaching out and wanting to be on it thanks to your daughter for supporting the show that's that's a great she news does. to us hmm. um uh, let, let's exit. To intern. what's oh yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh should no, we don't let her <laughs> They're starting to pay some internships now. Don't make the mistakes we did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're stalking yourself. Uh, uh, Let's exit through the gift shop. Is there anything that you would like to plug?
4: Anything I would like to plug? No, I'm absolutely secured with NDAs. What? What, what? Your
1: Instagram.
4: Oh, yes, Instagram. Follow my sad Instagram and my sad Twitter. (laughs) uh, They're really quite jolly. My name, Maura Maura Quirk. That's what I got told. And I... I am a person who does what I'm told. Yeah, so follow me, and I put I put jolly pictures on to to make you smile in the morning.
0: Well, that's nice. Or yeah, anytime
4: that you really look good. at them, they're not just for the morning.
0: Oh, it doesn't expire at a Dust? certain point, Dust? like Steven Spielberg's Quibi was was going to. They're
4: nocturnal <laughs> and diurnal. Well,
0: that's fun. <laughs> wow, that's they great. work all the time. That's impressive. <laughs> um, as for us, you can find us on, on all the socials, including Instagram at Podcast the Ride, our collective name. Uh, there's merch available in our T Public store, and for three bonus episodes every month, check out Podcast The Ride, The Second Gate at Patreon.com/slash Podcast The Ride. Um, good stuff. Um, I feel like to answer the question of the show, I feel like we had it today. We did all have it. Thanks to Moira. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, thank you, uh, thank you, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey. Dog.